Okay. okay. We're recording. So... Should I start with the story? Start with the story. So, a few years ago, my boyfriend at the time and I, we were learning how to cook and doing a lot of cooking together and thought it was fun to invite friends over for dinner. And one night we had invited two friends over, you know, had a nice dinner, we'd eaten, chatted, and there was one of those pauses in the conversation that comes, and he just said, you can go now. He was done. <laughs> he thought that the lull in the conversation meant that they didn't want to stay, and he didn't really want to make conversation anymore. <laughs> This is Lita, and today we're trying a new format for Small Answers. A few weeks ago, Steph and I were talking about content for the blog, and I can't remember who, but one of us expressed that we were trying to communicate more directly in our relationships, and that this is something that this person, one of us, was focusing on. And then the other person came in excitedly and said that they were trying to do the same thing, and they were trying to be more direct and honest. And so we realized that this is something that we wanted to explore a little bit more, and that is what we're going to try to do. So let's get back to Steph's awkward dinner. I was really embarrassed. Um, it felt kind of rude and jarring and certainly our guests were surprised and were sort of like oh no we can, we'll stay and he insisted and they left um and now years later i think i've really come to appreciate that kind of honesty and i think you know maybe we in general or at least i was raised with a tendency towards more politeness which masks a lot of things and I appreciate some of his direct, though sometimes uncomfortable, <laughs> ways of communicating. So, how do you how do you think your guests really felt about being told that they could go? Sounds like they made maybe were eager to be polite too, but yeah, think I they mean, were it, offended. I don't know that if they were offended. I it definitely felt like it violated some social norms of conversation. I think they at least felt the pressure to deny that they wanted to go, even if maybe they really, you know, felt done and were happy to be released. Right. Is that something that you are trying to It's something I'm trying to work on. on. And I, I think there's some balance here between the politeness and the directness. And I don't know that I'm trying to swing quite as far over into the direct side of things, but a little bit more of that upfront um, communication. I think it was really valuable. What's the problem with politeness? Politeness is kind of masking and distancing, and I think that can be really appropriate. Um, some people we don't need to be that close to. I'm thinking, you know, particularly in a work context, um, some of those conversations you're trying to keep some distance and keep things professional. But in our personal lives and with our close friends and family, um, I think we want to close that gap, and that's where the politeness is a little dishonest. What is the risk with direct communication with a close friend, as you see it? The risk feels like it's um, around being sort of rude or unsupportive or being a bad friend, and maybe also of not being likable, that certainly the things that we are 
most dishonest about are the things we dislike most about ourselves. So I think some of the dishonesty comes from trying to present ourselves as the person we want to be as opposed to how we're really feeling. Yeah, I know I have a a pretty powerful aversion to doing or expressing doing something or expressing myself in a way that might risk my likability. And you know, it's funny because I have a really wonderful, strong, enduring friend group and loving parents and brother and husband. But on some level, I am still afraid of losing those things. And not even that distant a level, a level I'm aware of. I don't know that it prevents me from doing things, but it it can make me pretty direct communication averse at times. Yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. And I think losing those people and, and family that we're close to you know, I'm, I don't think we're talking about losing them entirely like they really would never speak to us again, but losing what we have that even in the context, maybe most especially in the context of a close relationship, there is more at risk because there's more there. So do, can you think of an example of that? This isn't a specific example, but one area I'm trying to be more direct in is just expressing things that I'm thinking or feeling more. I have a tendency to keep keep it in a little bit. And it's not dishonest, but there's something about the accumulation of all of these different thoughts and ideas in my head that I've not communicated that eventually does feel kind of dishonest, like they're not getting that piece of me. It actually reminds me of a friend of ours who I know was doing this with her boyfriend and trying to express some of her, all of these like feelings and hopes and dreams that she was having and thoughts about a future family that she hadn't really been communicating to him and was trying to make an effort to communicate it, not in a big conversation we have to sit down and talk about it, but just sort of as it arose, that there was some, she had some feeling of being a little dishonest by not, by omitting all of it and and was trying to remedy that. And did, did she talk at all about whether that was helping? I think it's at least helped her. I don't know that it's made any fundamental change in her relationship, but I always think it feels good to just express the things that are on our mind. Yeah, I I agree. And I've been kind of trying to do the same thing that you just described of, of being sort of calmly honest with my feelings because I have a tendency to sort of um, go to... If it, I mean, if it's something I feel emotional about, I'll express it in an emotional way. And sometimes that's really appropriate, but sometimes the emotion can cloud mm-hmm. the message. And and trying to just, uh, I mean, it's so basic, but go back to, like, the I statement. And people, there's no arguing with you just saying how you're feeling, basically. That yeah. can't be wrong or right to you or to anybody else. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm trying to do is what you mentioned about just being more direct with friends about my own thoughts or feelings because I'll shy away from expressing something that is anything short of totally supportive sometimes with Mm -hmm. friends. And I'm not even necessarily talking about criticism, more just sharing, sharing an opinion or asking what might be a sensitive question Mm -hmm. and trying not to, trying not to let myself or them off the hook or assume I know the answer, but to approach it 
with actual curiosity. Whereas in the past, I would approach it kind of assuming I did. And maybe with some blind support. Either either blind support, if, if a supportive response, mm-hmm. or sometimes an assumption about what I thought the answer would be, whether or not I was expressing it in a supportive way. Right. Ooh, that one is so hard for me because I always make a lot of assumptions. And I I think I have this feeling of like I make them so quickly or in, you know intuitively that I don't even realize I'm seeing them or that I'm making them. Um, and I, I mean, it comes back to one of our favorite topics, the invisible scripts, um, where uh, there are a few invisible scripts that are coming up for me here. One about what it means to be a supportive friend and that it sort of, I know I have an invisible script that it always means sort of being like, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing the right thing when sometimes that's not that supportive and they really need more help figuring out why are they doing this and maybe some of the questioning that comes from a place of curiosity of like not realizing that you're not understanding what's going on and trying to work with them to figure it out. The cousin of invisible scripts is maybe invisible assumptions where you you have this idea that you know what the answer is already and people can hear that when you ask that. That's not something that might be something you think you're hiding but (laughs) as anyone who's ever been asked do you really think that's the right thing to do? (laughs) knows or have you considered doing this right <laughs> this is clearly what i think right that immediately arouses a response of defensiveness mm-hmm. and and feeling judged and doesn't really further the conversation much talking about it in this way it all of a sudden feels pretty heavy to me like we have to work hard to you know express these deep thoughts and i think that's can be true and is very worthwhile. But I also want to um, sort of bring up another way of being direct, which is through questions. Because I think I think that's another area that politeness comes in where we're too scared to ask the thing we really want to know the answer to. It's, you know, it's taboo, it's not polite, we feel like we're prying. And that's an area where ideally a gently phrased question kind of opens the door to some of this intimacy and closeness that we want without having to go through the, the I feel this way or you know it, we're not necessarily even talking about tension but just another way of of digging deeper creating an opening for better communication and if you can't think of anything to say there's always you can go now <laughs>